The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. $57 SGPN gift card for every single bingo hit. All exclusively on the SGPN app. And we're brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all the info exclusively on the SGPN app. And finally, if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern, well, no, not Eastern. That's me, Eastern. 11 a.m. local time for everybody that's actually at the Super Bowl. Registered today at sportsgillingpodcast.com slash big game. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real villain, real to real Furman Jr. at your service. And the king has appropriately sat down on his throne as one of the greatest of all time. He stands alone as the single leading scorer in NBA history. It's Wednesday, but I don't have Scott Rice show with me. I got my guy Moon off Manji with me. Moon off the machine, Manji. Moon off, we're back here on a Wednesday slate. It's been a while for us. Uh, it's been a while, my man. Uh, if you you mentioned it, the King gets it done last night. If you didn't see his pregame outfit, you should have known and gone into yeah. I, I, I texted everybody. I was like, he's getting it done today. There's <laughs> no way you. There's no way you got that clean and you're not getting it done today. He was getting it done today. Yeah, I mean, look, all the reports started coming out about, you know, he flew in, you know, all his boys from Akron, his mom was there, uh, his wife, uh-huh. Savannah James, and the boys were there. So, yeah, you know that he was going for it. Yeah, and then at halftime, he told Bronny. He told Bronny and yeah. uh, his his Bryce. son, yeah. Bryce. Yeah, he told Bronny and Bryce. He was like, should I go get it? Should I go get it? And he's like, yeah, go get it. He's 16 away at half. He was like, all right, I'm going to have an eight-point quarter. Then I'm going to go get it. So he goes and has a 12-point quarter. Like, <laughs> Oh, man, it, it was great to watch. It was cool to be in history in that moment. Got to bring up a special guest. You know him from VSIN. He's all over VSIN doing different guest spots. This is my guy, Adam Rosenberg. Adam, what's going on? Welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, any, uh, want to go ahead and get some thoughts on you just on the state of the league right now. And, but first we got to talk about last night. Last night was history. What, what, yeah, any on a Tuesday last night? I mean, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, club went Taco, up on Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Wait, how did we even? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was a great day. angle, Moon. Oh, oh, what an oh, angle. That was a great angle. That was the angle. Wow. Oh, he, <laughs> what, he was always going to get it done on Taco Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, man, that a, was a great collab really with Drake. It's on a Tuesday. That. The whole, oh, man, we missed. That was yeah, it. No, that was yeah. it. I, I banked Tuesday everything on it being angle. like, oh, he's going to be petty. He's going to do it against the Bucks. No, it was always Taco Tuesday. Yeah. 
super hey you know the scripts are crazy like the scripts are crazy and you know i definitely wrote the script that the lakers were going to lose that game last night for sure yeah, it was all I mean, it was all but Garen- <laughs> aaron foster has ruined everything for us i'll say that much <laughs> meant to bond and oh, everybody man. else in the arena like anytime somebody else touched the ball they were getting booed like ad had nine points through like three quarters i think and nobody said a word because everybody's like well at least braun got his did you see um in the picture we were talking about this backstage but in the picture of lebron making the shot thomas bryant is calling for the ball and it's basically and, this historic shot and he's calling but, for it he's but and it's like <laughs> he had the right to call for the ball because he, he don't had totally SGA. did, but it's just really funny. He had SGA on him, so he's like, "Hey, SGA's on me!" Like, I'm, I'm and it's like, "Nah, it's read so the great, room, though. like read the room." Bron's definitely just gonna try to take this and end it right here. So, yeah, very, yeah. very funny thing. But to move <laughs> on from last night's historical moment, you are a Sixers fan. Oh yeah, I got my got and, my trust the process shirt on right now for you guys. I don't know, Munoff, how we keep getting Philly people around this show. I, I don't know, man. I'm a little Philly down, <laughs> especially with this, the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Sean, Sean has been getting on my nerves ever since the playoffs started, but but don't let Dude, him hear wait till, wait, wait till we win. We're going to be insufferable for at least – at least they'll be insufferable when they days. lose. Like they're gonna keep yeah. talking when they lose, and that's gonna be the annoying thing. Like I'd rather them just not be there, so I don't have to hear anything at all. Uh, but well, we're the villains. <laughs> all right, so you have Philly. They are what third in the East, second in the East right now. No, third in the East. Yeah, they're third, third in the East. Right now. Third, yeah. And so uh, one of the hotter teams out here. What is your outlook for the 76ers for the rest of the season and the Eastern Conferences as a whole? So the Sixers are in this. Um, they're in this period of the season that they usually go through, which is like a 12 game stretch where they, they beat up on the Hornets and the Pistons and a lot of these bottom teams and end up having like a eight and two run, which they're on right now. Um, you know, they solidify their status as at least top four, the, the problems that continue to plague the Sixers and will continue to plague the Sixers is doc rivers approaches minutes staggering the way a hockey coach looks at line changes and the entire it's either everyone's on or everyone's off and so you know the the problem is obviously this team is fantastic when Harden and Embiid are on the floor at the same time but then the problem is is that they still structure stuff around feed Embiid feed Embiid and then you have the what is now becoming an infamous angle the Sixers third quarter of doom uh, they are, uh, for those listening, one of the worst teams in the third quarter because they are playing a lot of cold bench guys and and a lot of just general shooters who haven't been shooting all game because everything's been about feeding Embiid. That being said, this team is um, I, I, like I, I really do love this team. I, I thought this team was going to be built to be. This team is 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 very strong defensively. I thought that. Uh, uh, you know all the acquisitions that they made in the offseason, how they built things, with the exception of um, of Treads, with the exception of that one, uh, we're all built around making this the best defensive team in the league. Uh, I think that they're doing well. I mean, it's hard to fathom though that this team actually, like Joel Embiid, has yet to take a team to the conference championship. Like it's still, um, you know, it, they still just peak in that second round. So it wasn't well, well that uh. No, the, no, the, raps, the, the shot, the Raptors, that was in the conference was, finals. Listen, that was no, the, uh, no. We think about all this stuff. They've never done it. Wow. That wasn't, the, that wasn't it. the shot that sent the Raptors. No, because they played no, the Bucks after that. They played yeah. the Bucks after that. Oh, okay. All it's right. like the most, it's like the most exciting, you know, second round that we've ever thought about. And like everyone assumes, but they never have, uh, you know, they still aren't like winning a division. Like they, they got to still win division titles and do this stuff. So that's, 
you know, bigger discussion. But look, I uh, uh, I actually thought that the Sixers spot against the Knicks, like I thought that was a Knicks spot. Like I love this spot. Actually, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But like I actually like the Sixers and stuff tonight um, against the Celtics. And um, uh, look, my outlook for this team is just that they are still what we thought they are. They still need a backup center. Mm. Uh, they still need they they still really need to figure out the stagger in the minutes. I think that they're. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still curious on how they're going to use Maxi because, like, Maxi has a ceiling of being like an all star, and now he's kind of sliding more into this six man role because they're really loving this lineup with Melton, uh, which I don't hate, but it's just I love Matt. I mean, I love Maxi, and I just think that he can just really do that stuff. So, um, you know, look, it's a good time to be a Philly sports fan, and, unless you're into hockey, I guess. So, <laughs> I think that what And I like that analogy you had compared to a hockey lineup where they just kind of move everybody off the floor at the same time. That's all he does. It's it's Doc Rivers. But it it works for them some sense because they run two different paces. And so you have your MB Harton lineup that is a slow pace game. They sit in the half court, defend out the half court. But then you have the maxi lineup where they play small. You have a Paul Reed coming in at center or you have a Montrez Harrell coming in at center. And you're able to run the floor up and down the court and really do whatever. It's just you're not getting as much consistency with that unit because, one, they're not starting. They're not getting the reps, the the consistent amount of minutes. And then – Two is the fact that they're just not better players. Like they're uh, not the, the variance the is crazy on those yeah, lineups. So like it's that's a lineup that's able- very good to be able to beat the Charlottes of the world, the Pistons of the world, the Magic of the world, or not even the Magic of the world. But uh, and it's not good enough when you're talking about Boston, Milwaukee, and a seven-game series. So there is some things that they do need to look into. Yeah, I mean, remember, everyone's got to remember, like, the bench gets shorter, and in a seven-game series, it's all about your half-court offense and just what happens there. And, look, that's the biggest problem that this team always has, is that they get to the playoffs and they and they do not have a good half court offense because they are so used to an offense that is we're we're going to spend the entire first half uh, feeding Joel Embiid and then and uh-huh. then the second half like Embiid disappears and Embiid's because he's not playing for like a quarter half of a quarter and you didn't have a bunch of guys that are cold so they got to figure that out they got to really work on that stagger like the staggering works and the lineup when the Sixers aren't when when Joel Embiid doesn't play. You know, a, a lot of folks will want to fade fade the Sixers. I love the, it's a high variance shooting team, and it's uh-huh. it's wild because their pace is so high, and it's just everybody's chucking threes. Um, I love the like they're they're absolutely in all those games. Like it's not great defensively, but you know what, the league is not great defensively overall. Um, but I, you know, that's that's kind of how I'm viewing the Sixers right now. And this is a pretty key game tonight, too. Yeah, and we want to talk about that a little bit. All right, before we get into the t- today's slate, I just want to – I kind of want to start this new thing. We should have asked you this question too, but I think this would be fun. Let, let's get our guests one future bet you had to place for the rest of the season. You get one future bet to place for the rest of the season. What are you placing? Um, Let's see. Um, I get one future bet that I'm going to place for the rest of the season. <sighs> Probably, even though I'm, I'm 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 fading them, I would probably do. I'm trying to figure out if I want to do like a six minute or something. You know what? Actually, I, you know, here's what I do. I do Giannis for MVP. Giannis MVP. Okay. Giannis MVP. That's what I would do. That's what that's what I would do. Let's see what's odds on Giannis right now. I think it's six see, to one now. I see plus seven fifty. 
a plus seven. That's great. I mean, right, we'll, we'll put that there. I like that. Um, look, that team uh, is like arguably best in the East. Um, obviously, like you're going to get this. You get the dogfight of MVP between Jokic and and Embiid, but Giannis like quietly putting 40 and 15 every night and then being on a number one seeded team, it's going to be very, it's hard to ignore that stuff. And, um, you know, he's done it before. So like, yeah, I, I would do that's That would be my future. If I was going to do another one right now, I had a, you know, I, I was heavily invested in uh Halliburton sixth man, uh, Halliburton most improved player yeah. props that, I think are dying, but may not be dead. Uh, I mean, Shay, so, Shay's giving him a run for his money. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. going to be – I mean, it is Shay. It's just um, – uh, who, by the way, like betting his points over is just like – this. I mean, this Thunder team is so much fun right now Um, but to bet on. But, yeah, I would say – I would say Giannis. I think that people are – at 7-1, people are sleeping mm-hmm. on Giannis. That's a good bet. All right. Let's go ahead and before we get into the slate, I gotta talk to you about WinBet because WinBet is the official online sportsbook of Sports Gambling Podcast Network, active in a bunch of states and includes live betting. You can uh, same game parlays, you win, build your own bet parlays for the big game that win has everything covered for from props, from parlays, from live betting, all of that for the Super Bowl. Sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100 at, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbets. And make sure to make the biggest long shot parlay of the week. If you make it and you hit it, you'll get an additional $1,000 free credit. So limited to state availability, sign up, bet $100, get $100, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject change terms conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 And we're also brought to you by the live show in Phoenix for the big game. I don't know if y'all saw the flyer, but Sean and Ryan really didn't actually, they actually didn't write this read well at all because they just sitting here and they have a live show. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's just a live SGP show. Like, you know, that's dope. Like, they have a chance to bring the fans and everything. No, Julian Edelman is on the flyer. Chad Ochocinco is on the flyer. Chris Long it's is stacked. on the flyer. I, they, they, were, they didn't even say all – I don't know who told them to write this read like this. You should have threw some of those names out there. So it's going to be a bunch of NFL – former NFL players on the live show with Sean and Ryan and them moderating. Everybody, if you're in Phoenix, you should absolutely go check it out. It's free. It's in the Ainsworth, 11 a.m. local time on Thursday. Register at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. All right, gentlemen, let's get into the NFL slate. First game on the docket. We have – oh. I'm on the. <laughs> I just recorded the NFL slate game last night, so that's go. what happened. And then it's, you dude, know, I, I, I put my check-ins and the savings and the savings and check-ins, and then now I, I I don't know. Okay, all right. NBA slate. We have the Detroit Pistons going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers are laying eleven and a half at home. Two twenty-two is the total. Injury report for these two teams and for the Detroit Pistons. Pretty clean. You know that two people that have been on IR for the majority of the season, Bagley and Cunningham. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, you have Ricky Rubio, who is not on the injury report. And that is about it for them. Let's go ahead and kick things off with you, Moonoff. Moonoff, what are you doing here catching 11 and a half on the road with the Pistons? 
Yeah, I think we just got some news here uh, when we're talking about LeBron that um, both Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are now officially questionable here tonight for this game. All right. I know Adam and I were talking, uh, yeah, right before we got on the on the show here that it's it's a weird spot here for Cleveland. Uh, um, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna say this handicap, but I, I'll lean with the Pistons here, man. I think that if 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 one of these two guys sit here tonight, uh, if not both of them, I. I've liked what I've kind of seen from this Detroit team. Um, you talked about the two guys that are on IR, but Jaden Ivey, Bogdanovich, uh, Jalen Dern. I mean, that guy's been a cash cow for me, especially on his rebounding prop. Cleveland, I know they've been really good at home, but we kind of look at the ATS numbers for the Detroit Pistons on the road. It hasn't been too bad. They've actually been really good. 13, 12, mm-hmm. and 2 compared to what they've done straight up. 13, 12, and 2 as road underdogs. Uh, I, I think that they can keep this within the number. I, I get very nervous, you know, me playing double digits with any team, uh, whether they're at home or on the road. I'm going to go with the Pistons here. Give me the plus 11 and a half. All right. Adam, over to you. What are you doing here in this game? Uh, I totally agree. And and, um, and we talked about it uh, like before the show, and, and I know you and I deemed up about it, but this is actually a really – uh, this is a bad scheduling spot for the Cavs. It's five games and seven nights. They, they had a back-to-back to start the week. They got a back-to-back to end the week, and then they have this weird home sandwich spot. Um, there is absolutely no reads to tell you to take the Pistons. Um, they're inferior in every way against a against this Cavs team. I mean, and, and, and heck, you know, you know, they have guys that could end up being traded before tomorrow right. that are, uh, you know, Bogdanovich having a, obviously a career year. I uh, I still like though the Pistons. They're kind of like my hold your nose stinky dog uh, of of the night. And uh, the Cavs have only uh, I think the Cavs have only had a spread this high once this year. They did they covered against the Clippers. Um, they had it like when they had it twelve or more last year. They didn't cover, but uh, it's a lot. It, I hate using a cap of it's a lot of points, but it's yeah. too many points. And uh, the Pistons, Pistons team, uh, especially with news of folks that might be out, uh, I'm seeing it off the board uh, while that's kind of being figured out. But uh, yeah, I, I like, um, I like Detroit here. Um, I also like, um, I like Ivy's uh, points and assists uh, sneaky as a, as a prop. Um, he's hit over in uh, the 18 and a half and eight of 10. He, uh-huh. he actually did it against Cleveland. The one issue that I ever have with assist props on teams that are playing Cleveland is that assists are inherently based on other people's scoring. And when you're playing a good defensive team, that doesn't always happen as much. Um, but I do like it based on trend. I do like it based on situation. Um, but yeah, give me, give me the Pistons at, at this 11 and a half, 12 that we're seeing. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Pistons here too. It really wasn't any question in my mind, just because uh, even though we were so close to that cover against the Celtics the other day, like they really went out there and put on a pretty good effort at home playing the Celtics, and were in prime position to cover, and even a couple of times to try to take the lead during that game, but ultimately unraveled in the second half and fourth quarter. But here against what now looks like it could be a shorthanded Cavalier squad. Mitchell and Garland popping up on the injury report late isn't something that you want to see if you're uh, on the Cavalier side of things. But also you got to remember that, you know, you like to back these young scrappy teams when they're catching double digit points, especially in this point in the season, because at this point it's every man for themselves. I'm trying to make sure I'm not bagging groceries at the end of the year. And I want to go out here and compete. I still want to compete. I still want to go up against the best and show what I can do in this league. So these young teams typically are a lot scrappier and just don't fold when they're down 10, 20 points, unless it's the 
San Antonio Spurs, who are obviously saying we're trying to get Victor Wembanyama. So <laughs> I'm I'm with y'all here. I'm going with the Pistons sprinkle on the plus four seventy five money line. I'm actually placing that bet right now as we speak. Total sitting at two twenty. Well, it was two twenty two. I see it at two twenty one and a half now. Adam, what did you like there? Uh, on the total, um, I mean, uh, I, 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 with well, obviously it depends based on who's playing, but like you know, I like an under and the dog because you kind of uh-huh. just get those things that kind of go together with something like with something like that. Cleveland, Cleveland at home, I'm I'm not I'm not too eager to take the the over, and since I'm on Detroit, I don't want it to go over because uh-huh. that isn't going to correlate well. But that's kind of my overall feeling. More more, I'm more into Detroit just covering than I am into the. Like, so you think that because Detroit. If they if they win and cover, it's it's because off of the strength of their defense. It's all, well, yeah, or just like you get a you get enough stops that that sort of happens because I, I basically don't want to find, especially when it's a defensive minded team. Like I don't want them to, I don't want them to get kind of run out. So like if you get run yeah. out, a defensive minded team that's really good at home, uh-huh. I, I don't want a, an over happening there. Okay, because it means that well, yeah. So, all right, Munaf, what you doing? I like the under in this game. Um, you know, Tritt's been struggling a little bit on the offensive side of the basketball. I know they played two pretty good defensive teams their last two games. Cleveland is also a pretty good defensive team when we talk about Jared Allen and Evan Moby uh-huh. down low. Uh, five straight unders for the Detroit Pistons, and yep. I think uh, seven of the last nine games for the Cleveland Cavaliers have gone under the total as well. So I think that if we – again, I think it is correlated, especially in NBA as well. I think it, it happens in the NFL that if you like the dog, I, I don't think that – the Pistons can get into a shootout here. I think that if they're going to cover their number or even win outright, I think that it's going to have to be a low-scoring uh, game. Uh, I'll, I'll take the under in this game here, Terrell. Yeah, I, I had a – I don't know. I I just think that Detroit's due for an over, and if it's ever – they're ever going to get an over, it's this spot where the total is so – I know that the Cavs are good defensively, but if Detroit is in the game and they're able to find ways to score – I don't know. I think I'm kind of. What's their team total? Then maybe look at the team total then on it. Yeah, maybe a, a team total over or especially if Garland and Mitchell, because now you're what, depending. Kevin Love is out of the rotation, apparently. So, yeah, yeah that's some news Karis that we LeVert. didn't talk about. Yeah. So you're talking about Karis LeVert that's handling the scoring and it's either a good night for him or a or, two for yeah. 20 night for him. So, I. <sighs> Yeah, I think I would go a Detroit team total over in this one. Monarch, can you find a line on that for me? 105 and a half. Yeah. I like yeah, that. I like that, a lot. I like that. Let's do a yeah. Detroit team total over for me. Cause I think they're I think they're due. If you look at their last five games, they've gotten over that in what's this, three of five? No, two of five. That one of them fell in at one oh five. So a little bit less scoring, but you look at the uh, 100 against the Suns, who profile as a good defensive team at times. Mm-hmm. And then the Boston Celtics, of course, one of the top defensive teams. They only put up 99. So, all right. I just locked that in as well. I like that. Let's I like that. see good look. here. Moonoff, any player props? I know that uh, Adam said he likes Ivy. As you said, what did you say? Uh, points and assists. Points, like and, points assists. and assists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jalen Beard's been my guy um, on on rebound props. Yeah, eight and a half for him. That's, he's on your um, All Star team this year. Yeah, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's, he's on, on your prop. Oh, we got to build a team. props All Star team. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, we got to do that. All right, we're going to do that. Pool turnovers goes on had... there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jalen. Uh, uh, 
Jordan Poole uh, turnovers. Jaron Jackson Jr. blocks is like MVP right now. Only at home, though. Keep that yeah. in mind. Uh, you oh, can yeah, only get it if okay. it's a home All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Dern uh, rebounds, and then I would probably look at either Mobley or Jared Allen to have a big night on the uh, on the board. I think Evan Mobley had a double-double in their last matchup uh, mm-hmm. when these two teams squared off. Yeah, he had four, like, two games. He's averaging 15.5 points and 10.5 rebounds, so I'll probably look at Evan Mobley here tonight as well. All right, and uh, for me, I think that I want to. I think I just. I think I'm just gonna go all in on Evan Mobley. If there's no Garland or no Mitchell, from what Bickerstaff has shown us over the past what about month now, is that he is now reinvigorated Evan Mobley to becoming more of an option on the offensive end. He's had a, re- a long string of really, really good games. And so now you could be potentially missing your top two scorers. It's the next man up. And it seems like they have no, they're not afraid of giving Evan Mobley that opportunity. So if Garland and Mitchell do look like they're going to be out, then I like like a P- Evan Mobley points and then maybe even adjusting that up and having a ladder type situation with Evan Mobley today. Because really, he has, a, he has a mismatch. Like there's nobody on this other side that can truly yeah. keep up with them. No. Yeah, uh, just going to add, if you want to look at Evan Moby's blocks as well, um, he has had four, three, three, two. He had eight back in November 4th, (laughs) and then he had one against Detroit. So maybe if it's at one and a half at plus money, you probably want to take a look at that. Shoot, even two and a half at plus money sounds pretty decent right there. All right. Three. I mean, the three is plus three. Like, yeah, he kind of, he just completely, I'm just looking at, he just completely dominated that. Um, So, yeah, uh, I like that. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to D.C. to play the Washington Wizards. Wizards are laying four and a half at home. Two thirty-five and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have Cody Martin, who is out for the Charlotte Hornets. You know, Kelly Oubre is still out. And for the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal's questionable. Kyle Kuzma's questionable. Daniel Gaffer is not on the injury report. All right. Adam, you are laying four and a half with the Wizards at home. Are you doing it? Um, well, if Beal and Kuzer, and I, I'm assuming that they're going to play because they didn't play on Monday. Um, yeah, but uh, well, Kuzma had a, a little bit of an ankle roll, so we'll yeah. see. He's well, Beal was take... late. It was a late scratch on that. Yeah, too. it was a late scratch. Yeah, yeah. I think so, I feel a lot better about Bradley Beal playing than Kyle Kuzma. That ankle sure. uh, turn looked kind of bad. He might sit one more game, maybe, but he still could play. Which is fine. I mean, so I um I would lay the four and a half. Actually, the Wizards are like a totally different team when they're playing at home too. Um, but the the angle I like the most on this game uh is uh is it, it's probably one of my favorite plays on the board is uh Wiz first half uh let two and a half. They're uh Wizard. They're seven and three uh, in the last ten on first half spreads. Hornets two and eight. Um. Uh, you know, this team, the, the Wizards are actually their uh, their net rating in the first quarter over the last 10 games is pretty insane. They actually, uh, you know, I don't know if folks saw like what the Nuggets did in the first quarter last night. The, the Wiz actually are are up there within on their first halves. So um, I really like it. The total is obviously high and like there could be a lot of points in that sense. But uh, yeah, I would I'd be on the Wiz here. Uh, but I really love based on like just how the splits work. I love them in the first half. All right, Munaf, what about you? Yeah, that's a great angle. That was, that was what I was looking at as well in this game. Wizards in the first half, um, or if you want to take them in the first quarter as well. Charlotte just has not been very good 
against the spread early on. They they make it a game in that in that third or in the third quarter in the second half. They really do make a push. But Adam said it right there that uh, Washington at home. What are they nine and one um, over their last ten? Sorry, they are. Let me see in the first half. Uh, let's see here. It's something like that. They're really they're they're a different team there. Yeah, it's. Oh, that's the total. They're like yeah, seven and three, and the um, the Wiz, Sorry, the Hornets are one and nine in the first quarter as well against the spread on the road. So, t- pick a pick where you want to go. I think I like it early and often for for the for the uh, Wizards here tonight. Uh, I think it should be a g- big game for Kristaps uh, Porzingis and also for Daniel Gafford to maybe on the boards as well. Yeah. So for me, it was super easy. I didn't even look at this first half play, and so that. Good call on y'all on that. And it kind of goes into what my handicap was going to be anyway. I can't trust the Wizards to close the game out. I, I can't yep. trust the Wizards to close the game out. In the last three games, where you talk about the three losses that they had to Portland, to Brooklyn, where Brooklyn, they were up 26 points. And to Cleveland, they are second. They are, no, they scored 47.3 points on average in the second half of all three of those games. That is good for dead last in the NBA during that span of three games. So there's no way that I felt comfortable at all trusting the Wizards in the second half of this game. So I'm on Charlotte plus four and a half. I feel pretty decent saying I'm on Charlotte plus four and a half. And I like that Wizards play. I would even make it a parlay and do Wizards first half money line Charlotte win the game because that's just what it seems like it's been for the Wizards, especially with the possibility that you have one of, if not both, of Bradley Beal or Kyle Kuzma playing in this game. So I'm all I'm all for a bad first half for the Hornets, especially because just LaMelo, like this team fouls early. They foul early, and they normally send some of their starters to the bench early with two fouls. So that's really yeah. why they're – their efficiency so often in the first half. And then when they get in the second half, they really lock in. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I like that first half play. I'll co-sign that as well. But I'm on Charlotte plus four and a half for the game because I just can't trust the Wizards to close things out, seeing how their last three games went. Total sitting here at 235 and a half. That's high. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not knowing what I'm going to get from the Wizards in the second half, I can't do it. I'm playing under. Yeah, I'd maybe look at a first half over. I think really this game slows down. Charlotte really slows it down in the second half. If I had to uh-huh. play a total, I'm not going to, in this game, I'll probably just lean towards a first half over, but nothing official. All right. Anything for you? Adam? No. The only thing I like, it, the only thing I like in a group half is, is the, uh, is that first, is that first half. It's, like I said, like they're a different team at home. They're a different team in both those half. The, the Hornets, by the way, last year, I feel like the Hornets, Hornets were really good in the second half last year, too. Third quarter. They, Third quarter. Specifically, specifically yeah. the third quarter. They were an amazing third quarter team last year, and I think they're still pretty decent this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, Monoff, any props for this game? The only one I would look at is Daniel uh, Gafford. Uh, Hornets are the worst rebounding team over the last 10 games. That's not posted yet, but he did have a double-double earlier this season against them. Um, so I'll probably look at that. But other than that, nothing else for me in this game. All right. Adam, any props? Anything sticking no, nothing out? For, nothing for me without knowing everybody's who's playing. Yeah, f- for me, I'm going Chris Asperzingis. I'm I'm still backing Chris Asperzingis. He's been yep. going crazy, and I feel good with him whether the other two play, whether they don't play, uh, and just his ability. I, I I'm gonna go back to his threes. It burned me the other night. 
I thought that he was going to step outside. He did. He took six threes the other night. He only made one. That was the issue. But uh, I'm going to take it again just as another way to get Mason Plumlee out of the paint, pull him out of the paint. He's probably going to try to close out on Porzingis really slowly. Like you know, I could see an open jumper for Porzingis and uh, Plumlee's clo- trying to run out from the baseline and trying to close out on him. So, yeah, I'll take Chris Stas Porzingis. Over two and a half threes, I believe it's at. It's either at one and a half or two and a half. I'm trying to find a line on it. Other uh, than the, Porzingis. Yeah, I think he's sitting here at, oh, well, it doesn't have it up. But he's yeah. normally at like, I think it's two and a half. He's yeah, he's only at two and a half. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, big game on the slate, most heavily bet bet game on the slate. We have the Philadelphia 76ers going to play the Boston Celtics in TD Garden, not the Garden, TD Garden. Get it straight. There's only one, the Garden. Minus four and a half for the Celtics at home. 224 and a half is the total. Let's see here for an injury report we have for the 76ers. John Beat is questionable with the foot injury. He's playing. What are we doing, NBA? He's playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you have for the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown's probable with that illness. Robert Williams is probable with ankle. Luke Cornett's probable with an ankle. You're not going to see Marcus Smart. The trades to, to the Nets is, is, is that <laughs> illness that he had on earlier in the week. And Gallinari, Gallinari and Marcus Smart, you know, are not playing in this game. All right. Um, Al, let's go ahead and start with you. I mean, yeah. this is your team. This is your squad. You're going into a hostile environment in Boston. Yeah, down the street. There's a lot of guessed. crazy raving fans. Oh, that's down the street from you? Oh, well, I mean, not going to the game. I live outside of Boston, so like I, I should have should be going to this game. Um, but uh I'm, I mean look, I'm I'm on the Sixers. I know it's like a public play or whatever something also to notice that the total dropped significantly this morning. Four total points. Down two point. yeah but this morning it took like another dive um which uh so i don't know and then the for for about 30 minutes that it got pushed to five um which is just odd um look I, i'm on the sixers they're they're playing really good basketball right now um they you know, despite never being able to really do this, they're actually one of the better teams ATS in the league. Uh, they're actually nine and five as a dog this season. Um, uh, at just, uh, you know, four and a half points uh, against a divisional opponent. Like, I think that this was a, a look ahead spot when they lost to the Knicks. This is a very big game for both of these teams. They're only two back. Um, love the Sixers tonight. Sixers on the money line um, and Sixers plus four and a half. Um, and there's some other stuff I like in the game, but I'm on, I'm on my guys tonight. All right, Monoff, what are you doing? Yeah, I like the Sixers here tonight as well. Um, <clears throat> like Adam mentioned, I think this is a big game for, you know, if it does come down to tiebreakers and things like that uh, in, the, in the standings. Um, I just think Joel Embiid has a big night. I, if, I know Robert Williams should be playing, um, but I think that earlier this season we saw this total fly over. I think it was like 126 to like 117. <laughs> Um, but I, I think they tightened up the screws here a little bit. Both teams have been, you know, we t- talked about very good defensively. Um, James Harden's healthy, right? We talked a lot about in the offseason. He was dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been looking pretty good. Um, and, again, I just feel like when when it comes down to it, and I know, Terrell, you've, you've talked a lot about Boston out. They just aren't – when you expect them to, to, to care business, they really don't, right? And I think that is an opportunity for the Sixers to go in – 
um, for James Harden, Joel Embiid. I think the stars are going to shine in this game, especially for the Sixers. So I think that Maxie's going to have a big game here tonight. I think Joel Embiid has a big game here tonight. I think James Harden has a big game as well. So um, I and I think Adam was correct that when they lost in uh, New York, the I think was it on Monday or Sunday. Uh, they Sunday. Were just looking ahead to yeah, looking ahead to this game. So uh, I, I expect. Sixers to be focused here. I think this outside of two possessions or at least outside of four points, I'm going to take the points here with the Sixers. I, uh, I can't get there, guys. I'm not betting. Yeah, I'm not betting. Yeah, you maybe you, I mean, maybe you have some luck, but I'm not betting Boston by any stretch of the imagination at all. But I can't get there on the 76ers in this spot. And it's really what we talked about earlier and that I don't trust that while I love the lineups that they have now, I don't think that they have the personnel or the coaching that has figured it out to the point where they're going to compete with these top teams in the Eastern Conference. Like the Now, a road game for the Denver Nuggets is completely different than going on the road to Boston. And so I'm very hesitant to say that this all just the 76ers stay the hottest team in the league. And you know, that's what Boston's hearing. You know, that's what everybody's hearing. Hearing everybody's talking about it recently. They're like 22 and nine recently or something like that. It's like 22 or eight last 30 or something like that. And it's like Philly, 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 Philly's arise. Philly's here. They're, they're soaring. They're coming up. And I think all the Boston players hear that stuff and are just like, all right, like we're locked into this one. Like we're locked into this game. We understand we're one of the best teams in the East and we got to go out here and show it against the Philadelphia team who everybody is saying is probably one of the best teams in the East right now because of their recent history. So I don't know. I kind of feel like Boston is going to show up in this spot. I'm, I'm at not at the point where I'm willing to take Philly, but you know I'm not betting Boston either. So there you go. If I if I did bet Boston, or if you are a Boston backer, I think you should feel decent about this game. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the, the, well, you kind of that Nuggets game. Everybody but uh, Jokic played like sat. That was the other thing because that's the other thing that you notice with like the teams that are sitting players last minute. It's when the East teams play the West teams, somebody sits everybody. And like that's why I think like the East is something like forty and twenty-two against like the West team, like the or the the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Sixers are like ha- combined like something insane against West teams, but like neither of them have put their like the other teams haven't been putting their full lineups when they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixers are built to and look, the Sixers have been consistently built to play against the Bucks and to play against the Celtics. They have trouble figuring it out. I see the concerns. It's just um, it's just a this is a they've been saying it like one type of bulletin board material if with the Sixers, like this is a statement game that they need. They got, you know, they got, uh, they lost control of that first game that was mentioned uh, an opening night that they really should have won. They should have stayed in it. And they were just, were not a tight squad on that one. Um, but, you know, I, I like the spot here. Um, and I think, you know, MB is kind of matchup proof in a lot of things. So there's some props that I do like around him. All right. Total sitting at 224 and a half. We talked about a four-point dip from opening at 228 and a half. off. what do you like here with the total? Yeah, I think I got to agree with the line movement here uh, and the money coming in on the under. I know both these teams have defended right at the top of the show, um, especially in a division game, right? I, I think that, like the NFL, we do see some of these division games going under the total uh, especially in the NBA as well. So I think that we'll see, you know, d- you know, defense uh, um, 
at the forefront here. Maybe points be at a premium. I'm going to take the under in this game. I know the last game went over the total, but I think that, you know, we'll see both TV defenses lock in. Again, both these teams don't play at a very high pace either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Boston is, let me see here, number 17 as far as uh, possessions per game in Philly as at uh, number 22. And again, both these teams are top 10 in a lot of the mm-hmm. defensive categories, three-point shooting, things like that. So I'll go with the under. All right, Adam, what you doing? Under? Um, It's funny. I'm, I'm actually, I, I think I might, go against all the reads and go with the over um just because well, you got of, four points of value so <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i look i i'll let it keep going it, it's very odd that it like I, I know the initial move down made sense and, and i totally agree just based on pacing and things uh things like that but um you know the way that mb gets to the line and the way some of these things happen i'm not saying this thing like kind of sails over but i'm actually not really uh, as into the under on it. And, and given that, like, I have a couple props I like that are a little bit more tailored around, um, you know, I, I think there might be, there might be some differences with smart, not playing obviously and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I, I lean to the over uh, on this one. Um, I'm kind of going to see if it can continues to, to go down, but I think it's probably settling at 20 at two twenty four. All right. I am. I'm going to play the under, but I'm going to play a first half under because I see this as, the energy of Boston and these two teams playing against each other, all that comes out in the first half. Now in the second half, they team players settle in. They start to hit a couple more shots, go on runs, and I think there is a possibility for overtime in this game. So I feel pretty decent taking a first half under here and just saying that the feels of the Garden and these two teams matching up for, what, the first time since the beginning of the season? Is that yep. the last time? They've, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so the first time since the beginning of the season, I think all of that nationally televised game, all of that settles in for the first half, and then you may be able to get a lower number and feel really, really good about an over in the second half. So I play a first half under. I think that's my way of playing it. All right, player props. Adam, any player props you have for this one? I got two that I like. They uh, they revolve around the guy who thinks the world revolves around him, Joel Embiid. Uh, Embiid over three and a half assists. Um, he's hit this in his last five games against the Celtics. Uh, against the Celtics, he actually averages uh, five and a half. Um, uh, otherwise, it's, it's four. I think it's a great spot for that. Uh, and I also like his rebounds and assists. He eats um, rebound-wise against his team. Uh, it's 14 and a half. He averages 18 uh, and a half against Boston, and he's hit it in the last five. Um, I think that those are just two really good looks um, for a, what could be a big Joel Embiid game. And again, since I, I, I lean towards the over, it's why I, I would even take an assist prop. Uh, but a lot of that kick out, if we think Maxi has a big game, then these are those kind of things that are going to probably happen. But um, but yeah, the, uh, his, his rebounds and assists uh, and his assist prop on its own are, are two things I love. All right. Monoff. Uh, Jason Tatum rebounds might be worth a look here tonight. He's had uh, double figure rebounding before the last five matchups against the Sixers. Um, the one game he didn't get it, he only had nine rebounds. Uh, he's also gotten the assist as well. Uh, last four games, four, six, five, and six. So if you want to look at uh, rebounds and assists combined for Jason Tatum, I think that might be worth a look here tonight. Yeah, and Malcolm Brockton's really been really, really good as well. His threes have been cashing. Uh, T-Bills dropped it in the chat saying that it's hit nine in the last ten. I, I had my eye on that as well 
over one and a half at minus 135. Like, I like the chances of that, especially him coming off the bench. And just thinking about the game speeding up when Brogdon is in the game, like the game's going to be so fast when he's in the game because more than likely he's going to be playing against that fast lineup with Maxi at the helm. Mm -hmm. So you should see a lot of opportunity for transition uh, transition opportunities, transition threes. So I like that for Brogdon threes and uh, Brogdon's assist at over three and a half. Just again, they're running the floor in transition. That's at plus money. At plus, through over three and a half at plus money for Malcolm Brogdon. Like if we said this a couple years ago, you're like, oh, you're insane. Yeah. And he's basically, it's basically just saying that, yo, the, the game's going to be fast when he's coming off the bench. They're going to be running. They're going to be up and down the floor. He's going to have outlet pass. He's going to have opportunities to hit open shooters. So I, I like a Malcolm Brogdon game, especially on the assist side. I like his threes as well. That's been a good play that I've been seeing hitting a lot. And then, uh, yeah, I really, I really think that's it for me in this one. I don't really want to dabble too, too much with the Celtics here. But Brogdon, and I'll, I'll throw a, a flyer out there on Melton and just say that Melton is the X factor for Philly that's able to help keep them in this game because I do think it's a close game for the most part. So maybe a Melton threes prop. He's at one and a half as well, minus 130. Maybe I'll take him up to three, four plus. Yeah, Brogdon's at plus 250 and Melton's at plus 270. If I parlay Brogdon and Melton both to get three threes, that's 10 to one. So I like that. Like, it's a little flyer that I like. All right. I'm not betting Boston. I'm not doing it in this spot. I do think – I think Boston's going to be in it, but I'm not betting Boston in this spot. I can't do it. All right. Moving on. I know who I am betting because the Indiana Pacers are on the road to go play the Miami Heat. Pacers are catching seven on the road. Two thir- 223 is the total. Injury report here for the Indiana Pacers and Chris Duarte's only name up here. He is questionable with an ankle injury for the Miami Heat. We have Victor Oladipo, who is out. Uh, Gay Vincent is probable. Orlando Robinson is probable. Jamal Kane questionable. And then you're not going to see Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Nikola Jovic, Omar Yurtsevin, and Dwayne Demon got traded. That was a quiet trade yeah. that happened. He yeah, it was a very quiet trade. All right. I mean, it's so simple for me. It's so simple <laughs> for me. I don't, I'm just going to read the numbers off. Y'all can talk about what you want to talk about, but I already understand. And, you know, a lot of my clients should understand that we don't bet the Heat as home faves no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on. We don't trust this team as a home favorite. We'll take our Preach. chances with the dog. And so this season, as a favorite, the Heat are 13, 23, and 3, 8, 16, and 2 at home. They are 3 of 7 in their last. 10 games. Now, the Pacers are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games as well. Been a little up and down with injuries in the lineup, getting Halliburton back, getting him back into shape, and, and this team running. But ultimately, this Pacers team is always going to compete. They've fallen off over the past few weeks, especially with, when Halliburton went down. But I, I just can't lay seven with the Heat here. This would go against all of my principles and all the commandments that I have about NBA betting. So, very easy for me. I'm taking Indiana plus seven. I'm sprinkling on the Indiana money line. That is plus 225. Let's go over to you, Moonoff. What are you doing in this game? I mean, yeah, you took uh, you hit the nail handicap. I'm not going to uh, regurgitate everything. It's Pacers plus seven here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really nothing to think about. It's not yeah. much to think about. <laughs> Miami Jazz has been very good covering at, at home. Man. That, that's just what it is. 
And especially yeah. with Halliburton now back for the Pacers. Um, you know, he was playing, I mean, obviously an all-star that made the all-star team this year. He was playing at all-star level before he got hurt. Came back in that first game, dropped 26 and 12, I think. Um, fade the heat at home as, as a outside of what two possessions here. I'll, t- I'll gobble up that plus seven. All right. <laughs> Buddha said he gobbled up the plus seven. (laughs) Adam, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm the dude. It's group social. I'm on the same boat as you guys. Uh, He shouldn't be laying seven to anybody. I don't. It's not happening. I'm not doing. I've already bet this. I'm not. I can't do it. Like I by by principle, I cannot do it. All right. Total sitting at 223. Come up half a point from 222 and a half, sitting at 223. Adam, any thoughts on the total? Um, I mean, uh, I I actually with a fully healthy Pacers team and Miami being very bad at three-point defense, I actually kind of like the over. Um, so uh yeah, that's that's pretty much my, my only look on there. I know it ticked up, it ticked up and then it just stayed there. Um, but uh-huh. I like the over. All right, Munoff. Yeah, I'll leave with the over as well. I mean, I think historically we've thought about Miami being this great defensive team, but that really hasn't been the case this season for them. Um, and again, we talk about Indiana. They like playing at a high pace. Uh, they like getting up and down the court. Uh, they like, you know, putting up the three-point shots, whether it was with Buddy Heald, Miles Turner likes to get it up, Tyrese Halliburton. So they have guys, they have athletic guys on this team. And then you have uh, Benedict Matherin that comes off the bench, and it's just absolute bucket for this Indiana Pacers team. So. Uh-huh. I'll probably look at a Pacers team total in this game. Um, I think that's a good pivot in, instead of the full game over here. So uh, I'll take the Pacers team total over. It's going to be, I think, and I think that's why people are betting heat because there's a little bit of motivation factor. This is the last game of the last meeting of the season for these two teams in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, first go round in November went to the Pacers in Indiana, 101, 99. Second go round. Heat won in Indiana, 87 to 82. And then the Pacers won in Miami, 111-108 as a six-point underdog in that game. So I think it's a little bit of, you know, back and forth. That people are expecting the Heat to kind of dominate this game and and hold the Pacers under the total because this has been under in all three of those games. But And I think that's why that they opened this up at 222 and a half. Like, okay, we set it at... 225 and a half it went under when we said mm-hmm. 228 and a half it went under 224 it still went under so uh, i think this is a pretty good opportunity where people are see that this had three straight unders this season and they're gonna go slam the under put a bunch of money on the under because they haven't got into this amount of points at all this season but i think this is an opportunity where again that three-point defense really bad for the miami heat i expect with no kyle lowry in the lineup for them that they to have their best scores out on the court at all time. When you talk about Tyler Hero, talk about Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and what they can do from three, we all know Jimmy Butler and Bam can score the basketball as well. So I think they have more time on the court with their best scores, and that's what pushes this two and over. So I like that look for uh, us as well. I think that that's the sharp play here, and it looks like there are a couple of sharps that are on the the over. So, yeah, I think that's the best play for us here to take the over in this game, over 223. All right, let's move on to the next game on the slate, and we're crossing the border. Toronto Raptors are finally back home after, oh, man, because that was a seven-game road trip. Their last home game was on January. Wait, no. 
That's not right. It was in February, but where is it? No, it was in January. Yeah, they just yes. came off a long uh, road trip. Yeah, it was a seven-game road trip. Their last home game – oh, wow. The last home game was January 22nd. So we are here on February 8th. Their last home game was January 22nd. Raptors are laying 10 and a half at home versus the San Antonio Spurs. 232.5 is the total injury report here for the Spurs. We have Kelton Johnson, who is questionable. Trey Jones, who is questionable. Jeremy Sochan, who is doubtful. Romeo Langford is out. Dwayne Dedman's not with the team yet. That's who got tra- where he got traded to to the Spurs. I don't even know if he's actually going to play at all or just get bought out. I don't know. And for the Toronto Raptors, clean injury report. OG Anobi and Otto Porter Jr. Are still on IR. Munoff, going back to you here. Is this the fade the Spurs spot, or is this fade the team that's coming off seven road games just now getting home and probably missing their bed? Uh, it just seems like a smash spot for the Toronto Raptors, doesn't it? Especially with all the injuries that the, the San Antonio Spurs have. Uh-huh. If, if Keldon Johnson and Trey Jones do play in this game, obviously those are two of your five starters right there with all the other injuries that they do have going on. I would probably lean here with Spurs. Um, but my four more favorite play is probably over in this game. Um, I just yeah. think that Toronto is going to get whatever they want offensively. Again, uh-huh. we've talked about it all season long. San Antonio, the worst team defensively right down there with the Houston Rockets. Um, on the road, it's even worse. Uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. I think these two teams matched up earlier this year where Toronto dropped 143 on them in San Antonio. Um, And over the last 10 games, San Antonio number 29 in offensive efficiency at 127.1 with a net rating of 22.2. And again, uh, page out of your book here, Terrell, you've been on with this in non-conference games. Uh, Toronto is the best team towards the over. I think 14 and seven is what I saw. Sorry, uh, yeah, 14 and seven. Uh, 66%. San Antonio, 12 and 7 non conference, 63.2%. I think we'll see a lot of points being put up in this game. So give me the over as my favorite play in this game. All right. Adam, what are you doing? Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I like the over in this game. Um, Raps are um, 18 and 12 as a favorite to the over. Spurs are 15, 8 and 1 on road overs. Um, This over is hitting four of the last five games that these teams have played. Uh, San Antonio, as they are in their um, tankathon, uh, defenses and included. Um, you know, I think it's also really important that this is two teams that conceivable that the roster, they, there might be guys that midway through the game are pulled out because they're traded, things like that that happened at the at the end. Um, so, uh, and look, and whenever that stuff happens, I think there was like a, I think there was a COVID game last year where the Spurs had like six people or something like that. And it ended mm-hmm. up crushing it over because it was like your, your eighth through 12th man are just kind of just chucking it. So yeah, I like the, uh, I like the over, um, uh, and that's pretty much the only play that I really like in this game. All right. I am. I'm not going to be afraid of it. I'm taking the Raptors. I'm laying 10 and a half. I know that they're tired. I probably, so there's probably a way to play this and it's Spurs first quarter Raptors for the game. I think that that's probably the best way to play it just because I do expect to see some lagging from the Raptors after being gone for (laughs) three weeks. Like 
what's that two three weeks yeah that's like two three weeks playing on the road seven straight road games i don't think that they're going to come out and be as crisp as they are in the first quarter as when they settle into the game and when they settle into the game i think that they're going to blow this lead open and not really look back this spurs team is terrible and if we look at the stats teams that are coming off a seven game road trip and they're laying more than 10 since 20 what is this since 2014 they are five and two against the spread and they've won every single game so they won every single game they're five and two against the spread during that time I think that this is a pretty good spot to is it yeah no I lied they're not even five and two it's five and oh that's the season before so from the 2013-14 season on they are five and oh against the spread five and oh straight up covering the number and it's just more people are fading them like they're fading them coming back home after that long trip laying that amount of points and it's really not that much of a layoff so yeah i'll I'll take the trend i'll fade the tanking team and i'll take the toronto raptors minus 10 and a half but i do like that first quarter play for the san antonio spurs let me get a number on that really quick the while you're looking at the third quarter is also a good look for the spurs they're um top four third quarters um probably a lot of the time because they're like down so much that the other that like that's what ends up happening um mm-hmm. but uh raps are near the bottom on that so um if you're looking to like get cute you can but i agree with you like toronto's consistently started out slow like they did really well for me the other night when they came back uh and uh, against the against the grizz but um mm-hmm. yeah that i think that first quarter look the first quarter is i generally seem to turn around and look at the raptors and they're down by 20 points in the first quarter yeah. <laughs> all right for the first and third quarter, the Spurs are both plus three and a half underdogs. So you'll be able to have a nice price on those if you play that. All right, we're all on the over. I don't have to talk about the non-conference over. It meets the system. Both teams are well above 500, as Moonoff said, and uh, towards the non-conference over. So I like that look. Any player props for this game for you, Adam? Uh, no, because I don't know if this is the last. Is this the last? Fred Vendley game or is it or is yeah like it, it just yeah it's it's you know what if yeah. anything honestly Siakam PRA over without even looking at it because mm. he because he's been kind of quiet and like this is a great team this is playing against the Spurs is always a really good team to get right um when you are trying to get when you are a guy who can get boards and you guy can get points so that one I would like I don't love but given that both of these teams are just rumored in so many trade talks I just can't look at a prop because it changes the game flow all right and Mono, this was the game remember when i was trying to figure out there was one game that pascal siakam had a triple double against recently it was the freaking spurs that's what it was i, could, okay. I knew i was forget. i think i said it was the rockets and i was thinking of the wrong team in texas it's the spurs last game against spurs <laughs> he has 22 10 and 11 yeah, 28 yeah. and 3 18 <laughs> 12 and 5 20 11 and 6 so maybe a point siakam triple dub yeah, yeah, like a double double, uh, triple double look there is a pretty decent look. I'll, Moon off, I'll party. You got? <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna wait for the obviously the injuries, but the one I want to target in this game, and they'll probably put this prop up later, is probably Malachi Brownham for the Spurs. Uh, he's seen an uptick in minutes for uh, for them with all the injuries that they do have. 
Um, he's played 32, 35, and 32 in the last three games. He's put up 26, 20, 22, 26, and 15 for the Spurs. He's also given up the shot attempts. He's at 13, 16, and 18. Um, uh-huh. So once probably closer to game time, if they, if they put up his player props, I'm going to look out for him. But other than that, I agree about Siakam. Um, but that, yeah, that's pretty much it. I am going to fold, and I'm going to play Precious Achua. Because every time I feel, well, oh, but uh, a chewer rebounds is a good look. Yeah, it's every it's like every time that I sit here and tell myself I'm gonna play a chewer or Boucher, that I end up not doing it and they have a great game, and then I, I instantly regret it. So maybe this is another spot where, especially if this is a blowout, Boucher is a is a name that I'm looking at. Like I see his points prop at ten and a half right now. If this is a blowout. You looking at the roster, you're like, well, Fred Van Fleet's not playing in a blowout. Gary Trent Jr.'s not playing in a blowout. Pascal's not playing in a blowout. Scotty Barnes isn't playing in a blowout. Oh, well, let me lace up because it looks like I got to go put in 20 extra minutes than I was any extra night because we're beating the shit out of him. So uh, Boucher's plus three. He's at 10 and a half for points right now. Plus 310 for 15. Now, I would much rather play his threes, so waiting to see his threes pop pop up. But this could be a really nice Chris Boucher game where he just gets a whole bunch of extra looks because they're beating the shit out of the Spurs today. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and back Boucher as my little sleeper player prop today. His points are at half at over 205 for his three. You said what? Over half is at minus 205, so probably get a good price at one and a half. And then, no, so that means that three is going to be great. If, yeah. So one and a half is plus my three is going to be – yeah, I would I would play Boucher, and I would try to ladder his threes today and just hope that he gets a bunch of open looks in the corner because the Spurs do not care on defense <laughs> at all whatsoever. <laughs> They're literally bottom, la- bottom of the league in every single category. So, yeah. All right, I like that look very well. Anything else for this game for removal on peoples? Uh, uh, I was three points good. Going to ask you if you wanted to play his double double at four to one. Who? Boucher. Boucher. I, I yeah, would, had, his points. The, his points in reality. Does he be getting rebounds like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, had, the San Antonio lets everyone rebound. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a double double in two out of the last four games. Oh really? Oh, oh sorry, no, no, he's had I, double digit rebounds. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh well then yeah I guess I feel like you do if he's gonna I'm not gonna take chance I already I already gave my handicap I'm not gonna take chance but I do like that look if anybody wants to play his double double I do like that look because I think he's gonna get there via points today for sure all right let's see yes Boucher in fantasy basketball today he's gonna be a league well not league but he's gonna be a DFS winner today I might actually put a lineup in just because I I called that. Next game on the slate, we have – oh, this is so easy for me. You guys can handle this all, this work, legwork. Minnesota Timberwolves are going to play the Utah Jazz. Jazz are laying five and a half, 236 and a half <laughs> in total. Injury report for these two teams and for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Guess what? I can't tell you anything because they got the their teeth kicked in last night, and they're literally still reeling from it. I have no idea how they are going to bounce back in this one. Such a terrible spot getting the Jazz laying points at home. I have no idea how Minnesota is going to bounce back from a 30-point loss last night. For the Utah Jazz, you have Jaron Vanderbilt, who is questionable with the back injury. 
So pretty clean injury report for the Utah Jazz. You have the Minnesota Timberwolves coming off a loss again. Didn't even show up to the arena. Great call on that one that they didn't even show up. Great revenge spot for the Nuggets where they actually played, you know, their starters. Who knew that when you play your starters, you beat a team that beats you by 30 by 30? Well, it wasn't by 30. It was 24. So I'll give them that much. Huh. All right, super simple, super simple team, no rest, just got blew out the night before. Oh, wait, it's the Utah Jazz is a favorite. Oh, wait, it's the Utah Jazz is a home favorite. Minnesota plus five and a half, Minnesota, sprinkle on the money line. Moonoff, do you have anything to add? Nope, I'll just mention that no starter played any one of minutes last night for the Minnesota Timberwolves, so they shall be a go here. We'll bear back in Utah. All right, Adam, are you, you're you're new to the the group here, and I'm you be listening, so you know that we don't back Utah at all no. at ever in this spot. And every time somebody has come on this show and gone against me and back Utah in this spot, they have been wrong. Are you willing to take that chance? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to take that chance. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing I like about this game. I mean, um, like when I said, the uh, it was blowout city last night, so everyone's kind of rested on Minnesota. Uh, is interesting if you want to get cute. Uh, you know, Jane McDaniel's uh, is actually on on no rest. He kind of crushes his points prop. I think that it's generally dependent on really? um, if Rudy plays and things, all sorts of different lineup things like that. So um, it's his points props like a ten and a half. Um, but again, every starter had limited minutes last night, so I would just go look at. You don't need to get cute if you're going to look at anything. Just look at the guys who. Uh, who've been playing and the the alphas there, but there's nothing that I really love on this game. Okay. I I like a Jamie McDaniels look, especially if he's uh, really good on back-to-backs here. Yeah. He's uh, his last, his last, uh, his last two back-to-backs, he had 15 and 18. Uh, Then he had two that he was under, that it was eight and nine. Then he had 13. So in his last five, he's hit it three times and two straight on uh, back-to-backs. I like that. I'll, I'll back you. All right, total sitting here at two thirty six and a half. Munaf, any any looks here on the total? Uh, nothing official. Maybe I, was, I think maybe a Wolves team total over. Um, I think obviously after last night, you have to respond. Um, after the just the beating that you took, I think this might be a good Anthony Edwards game. Um, D'Lo as well. Uh, but nothing official. I Me, mean, I'll just lean towards the over. All right, Adam, anything here? No, just lean towards the over, but otherwise, whatever. You have fun. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the over in this spot. I do. I'll, I might actually end up betting the over, but I like the over in this spot just because Utah at home, they're, they're always an offensive juggernaut at home. They're pretty good. But it's just the fact that Minnesota, again, really, really embarrassed themselves. Like, really, it, it wasn't even close. They didn't even show up to the second game. And so yeah. I think that this is an opportunity that, that they are going to take a little bit more serious and they're going to lock back in, hit a lot more shots, play with some more pace and how they like to play basketball and make this a close game. So, yeah, I'm here with the over 236 there. I'll throw this out there as well, Terrell. Uh, two of the three games this season we had 250 or more points uh, put in. And yeah. This is the fourth so, matchup already. Yeah. Sometimes one plus one equals two. All right. Next game on the slate. We have into the nightcap. We have the Golden State Warriors on the road going to play the Portland Trailblazers. 
Trailblazers opened up as a minus four favorite. That is all the way down to minus two and a half now. 234 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And we have Andre Iguodala is out for the Warriors. You know you're not going to see Steph Curry. And for the Trailblazers, you have Drew Eubanks, who is probable, Keon Johnson, questionable, and Nurk and Justice Winslow are on IR. You're not going to see them. Great nugget to add about this game. It is February 8th. That means it is Clay Thompson's birthday. So make sure you throw that into your handicap. Adam, I will toss it over to you. What are you doing in this game? Uh, I'm taking the taking the I know you're a fan of this. I'm taking the public dog. Uh Warriors have owned the Blazers for years. Uh doesn't matter where. Um and uh I you know like I understand that Dane's playing well and uh but I'll still take um I'll still take the Warriors here and um you know Clay Thompson celebrated his birthday early the other night. Um I don't know if he has another nuclear game and but I feel obligated to bet it as if he will. And in fact, I feel obligated to overbet it. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, all Clay Thompson stuff to the moon. All right. Moonoff, what are you doing? Yeah, Portland has just been really bad, man, especially defensively. And now you have the Warriors coming in. Um, I- I'm going to go with the public dog as well, man. I th- think that. I know that Warriors just beat the crap out of. Was it the, was it the Thunder that they played the other night? Um, but even without Curry, we know Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond, all those guys are still healthy. Um, Dante. Yeah, Dante has been really good for them as well. Um, I'll take the public dog here, plus two and a half. Until I see Portland turn around on the defensive side of the basketball, I, I can't back them right now, so I'll take the public dog. Give me the Warriors, plus two and a half. Yeah, I can't get there with you guys. <laughs> I cannot get there with that or with you guys. I'm on Portland here, and it's really just more of how Dame is playing right now. Dame is playing like a man possessed right now, and now I'm getting Dame in his best form, like in his best form right now, coming off of, I think, yeah, coming off of a a rough outing. Was it a rough outing against? Before I put my foot in my mouth. How much did he have against the Bucs? I can't remember. I feel like it wasn't. Um, I feel like he was like he had. He had. Yeah, twenty eight. A twelve of twelve from the free throw line. But he's that was right off a game. But he was and right was, off of forty. He's had forty points in three out of the last five. But so. he shot under fifty percent from the field. And I I knew I remember something. He was really struggling in that first half. Like he, I think he started the game like two for eight or something like that. He was really struggling on early on in that game. Now settle in a little bit more. I think he likes you know when he looks at Clay Thompson and he looks at Jordan Poole in that backcourt and he says, "All right, I feel pretty." Pretty good about that. It's going to be all Andrew Wiggins for me and see if Andrew Wiggins can kind of step up and be able to contain Dame and what they'll be able to do on the other side. But once that happens, I think that opens up Jeremy Grant a lot more. I think that Anthony Simons can still have a solid game, and I think Dame can still do Dame things even against Andrew Wiggins. And so, yeah, I'm on Portland here. I'm glad that the line, that the line's coming down, and I now I'm getting to a point where I feel pretty good and uh, hammering the Portland Trailblazers here. So. Give me uh, Portland minus two and a half. And how am I going to play this? Because Clay's three-pointers is at four and a half, and you're laying minus 150. So everybody must know it's Clay's birthday. Yeah. Because four and a half at minus 150 is insane. 
So I guess I have to do, I got to do a point slider then. Yeah, I, I really wanted to do three pointers. Like I really, really this wanted to do three pointers. Point slider is still kind of gross too, because you need them to get to thirty for it to be really. So twenty five, you get minus twenty five is minus one thirty. Thirty is plus two hundred. Thirty five is plus five fifty, and then he doesn't even have a number on forty. So that I see here, but it is it might you find somewhere that can get. I, you got to play his points if you're playing the clay birthday yeah. game. You got to play the points because you're. You're not getting any value on the threes now. I don't know why his three. I, I get that he had a great performance and he shot. What did he shoot, like 10 threes that game? I think he had 12. Yeah, he had 12. 12 so, 16, I think. So then maybe that's the way to go. People are, The public is going to slam his threes prop for the duration of the game. 12 and 16, yeah. Maybe he just gets a lot of cuts to the basket and he's able to just score a lot inside the mid range. So. All right, we're going to have to go with – oh, well, yeah, because, like, what do I look like getting six plus threes at plus 140, seven plus threes at plus 280? Like, I don't look – I don't know. I would never do that. So right. I think it's probably right. with, like Lillard, prop, prop, Lillard threes. No, so that's I what agree. I was, so that's that's what I was doing. I was going to do a, a five plus threes, but that didn't even – really like tickle my fancy too too much because even dames is like dame is minus 120 like minus 150 for four and a half for clay dame is minus 120 so it's like uh the threes are just oversaturated i just gotta play points and just hope that in combination with some threes and more of attacks to the basket and if you look at it like clay should be able to get to the rim against this a trailblazers team dame you know he's always has the ability to get to the rim so I think points props is the way to play these two today, but definitely on the clay birthday game, I will be laddering his points. I just can't get there on the three pointers. It's not enough value. All right. Total sitting at two thirty four and a half. Any thoughts on here? Not betting an under that's for sure. Yeah, not betting yeah. under at all. <laughs> it, it seems like you, you just expect to see a lot of points between these two teams in this game, uh, especially Warriors on the road, um, they're really good to the over, I believe. What is that sitting yeah. at now? It's at 26 uh, and 1 to the over. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think you're you're at points galore here. So, I might I might sprinkle on pool today because I had pool last time and Clay took all the shot attempts. So, knowing Jordan Poole, he would take, you know, somebody else's birthday as an opportunity for him to have a great game. So maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll sprinkle on Jordan Poole today. I would love to do something crazy like a – maybe I'll put a dollar on Clay to have a double-double. I know that doesn't sound in any type of realistic at all whatsoever, but it's his birthday. You never know. All right. I like the I like a, maybe a Dante point yes. That's what I'm looking at. Um, I'm all over Dante. Yeah, He's I think, really I think Dante's – Dante just hanging out there. Uh, look, he had nine against Portland the last time. His not, his line set at nine and a half. He's gone over this in looks like four out of the last six. He had four in three straight games: 14, 13, 14. You could get like so. His line so what one ten for nine and a half, even money to twelve. You get him sixteen. It's plus two fifty. Two fifty. Uh, he had seventeen against uh, Cleveland at the end of January. So I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to, uh, you know, WrestleMania X ladder match style ladder Dante, uh, on his points. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, 10, 
Uh, and then the 14, 10, the 14, and the 16. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. Let's see here. Anything else for this game? Anybody? Uh, no. Uh, Dante. Is, but... Oh, go. Uh, rebounds and assists I'm on. That's at plus 105. And then I agree with uh, what Adam said about his points. But I'm just going to take his over th- uh, two and a half, three point shots at plus 140. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like I like the Dante DiVincenzo love. He's been a really, really good addition for this team. And somebody just dropped before we move on. Clay's plus 750 to be leading scorer. I like that. That's a pretty That's good. That works. That could work. That's, That's a good, good birthday look. angle. Especially with, especially with uh, how Dame is playing. So, yeah, that's a good look there. Um, and this, if you like, if you like the dubs, which I know you don't, but like, there's a bunch of this, they're good. If you want to go with a couple of the dogs, like this is the final one on the slate that you could do a nice little round Robin of the dogs that, um, no, is it really, is it really the it, final one of the slate that you can, well, do? the final one worth, worth looking at, but no, I, is well, it really the final one worth looking at? <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about it because the Dallas Mavericks are on the road. I want to play right. the yeah. Los Angeles Clippers and the Clippers <laughs> are laying eight and a half at home. Two twenty one is the total injury report for these two teams and for the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving is expected to make his Mavericks debut. You know, Luka Doncic is still out with the heel injury. Frank uh, Nikina. Well, I don't. I never knew how to suppose that. Frank Nikina. I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care. <laughs> Moon off. Fuck him. I don't care. He's questionable with an illness. You have uh, Marquise Morris. He's expected to be available as well with Kyrie Irving. And for the Los Angeles Clippers, it's a pretty clean injury report. All you have is John Wall, who. It says abdominal. It's really trade slash buyout market. So <laughs> it's really hard. It's really <laughs> let let's go here. I actually thought that I think that they're gonna cut him, and then Dallas is gonna pick him up on a buyout market. But looks like everybody just says Clippers is gonna get this done. Are you in agreement, Moonoff? We have eighty four percent of the money on the Clippers right now. Uh, not when you say that number. I think that everybody's just afraid that it's Kyrie, it's Dallas without Luka. I think Ada's a lot. I mean, look, Clippers struggled to get that covered depending on the number that you got against Brooklyn. What's different about the Dallas Mavericks team? Um, I know they have Cam Thomas, but you have Ky- you still have Kyrie, right? You still have Christian mm-hmm. Wood. Um, you still have some guys on this roster that can number one knock down shots for you. They could play some defense. I'm not comfortable laying like uh, sorry with the late the Clippers at eight points here. It's kind of like the same thing with the Miami Heat. I, I don't think I want to lay that many points for this team at home. I think we got to go contrarian here. Give me the give me the give me the Dallas Mavericks plus the eight here. All right, Adam. Anything from you? Yeah, um, I mean the total's not really high either, and I, I, like when it was around, when it was at seven and a half, when it was at seven, it was like fine. And this is a lot for this Clippers team to cover. I, I we don't know what we're getting with this Mavs lineup, uh, like what we're gonna, how it's gonna look. But yeah, um, I guess for me, it's gonna be Mavs or nothing um, on that. Yeah, I mean so. Uh... Mavericks are one of the worst teams against the spread, but I kind of told myself I'm throwing out their st- against the spread stats because this is basically a brand new team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't understand how you can watch the Clippers game against 
Brooklyn, the Clippers game against the Knicks, Clippers game against the Bucks. Like, I don't know. Even we could even go back to against Chicago. I think they had a lead in that game against Chicago and gave that one away. And Chicago almost came back and won that game. How do you have any faith in this Clippers team in the second half of games? Like, there's no, it is absolutely no way. And we're uh, sitting here and going back to my second half stats and just seeing where the Clippers stack up in that market. They're about a middle of the pack close to hovering around Dallas, but it, they just given up so much and not been able to close out games, especially in that fourth quarter, not being able to close out games. I don't know how you have any type of trust for this Clippers team. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the Dallas lineup and everybody's like, Oh, Kyrie Irving's not going to work. Kyrie Irving, this Kyrie Irving, that like, okay, regardless of how you feel about Kyrie Irving, him as a person, him as a player is one of the most skilled players in the NBA. And you're, you're adding him to a team that is already used to having a dominant point guard that has to go out there and get everything on his own. So now I'm expecting Kyrie to just kind of fill in that slot for a game until Luca comes back. Then they start working out the rotations. They start working on the defense. They start figuring all these other things out. I don't think that this is a route by the Clippers at all. I don't trust the Clippers in this spot at all to cover this number. I think that uh, Kyrie's going to have a better game than people anticipate. And this Dallas team is going to look a lot better than people anticipate. And you'll probably see their futures drop after this game, especially if they get a win. I just don't trust this Clippers team. I, I don't think that they're that good, honestly. And we'll see how many minutes everybody actually plays for the Clippers. So I'm here on Dallas. I, I looked at this line as soon as it opened. I said, if it gets anything over in the three possessions, then I'm going to be all over Dallas. So I'm here on Dallas plus eight and a half. I feel good about it. Sprinkle on the money line as well there. And uh, that's about it on the side. We have a total of, where is this total at? 221. Moonoff, anything for the total? Uh, probably lean towards the over, but nothing official. I know Clippers, when they started the season, they were a team that um, was trending towards the under at home uh, very heavily, in fact. I think that's kind of turned around a little bit for the Clippers at home. So I'll lean towards the over here. I, I think that, you know, with Kyrie there and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. still on this roster, you know, you still have Reggie Bullock. I think they could knock down some shots here, and I think they'll be able to keep it competitive. Maybe a Dallas team total over might be worth a look mm -hmm. as well. Uh, but full game, I would probably lean towards the over, but nothing official. Adam? Uh, yeah, kind of the same leans. And, and as I'm looking at it, and as, you know, I listened to you, it really did convince me that, I actually I like the Mavs a lot more than I thought I did, and I want to include them in my previously my previously had shunned them round robin dog parlay. So, <laughs> but I don't. Um, but yeah, in the total, I'd, I'd lean to the over, but I, I think the team total is the right look, just based on um, how things can kind of look around. What what's the Clippers' schedule the next? What's their next game after this? Uh, Clippers have the Bucks on deck in a rematch in LA on Friday. Yes. Okay. That's a look. So good. that's so yeah. That I I like that team total more. This actually like now that I think about that, that's I, I like that spot a lot more. I am on the under, 
And the reason I'm on under is because I do think that there is a little bit of a trade-off with getting Kyrie Irving onto the team. I think that they're going to play out the half court a little bit more, slow the game down, allow him to either get ISOs or kind of set the offense up and let the offense kind of run itself, which is Kyrie Irving at the helm. So uh, I, I expect to see a little bit slower pace of a game here. And I don't know if the Clippers get into another situation where they can't make a shot for the final four or five minutes of the game. I'm literally going to pull my hair out. So I'll take the under here under <laughs> 221. Okay. Let's see here. That is it for the slate. That is everything on the slate. We're going to figure out one games. game. Terrell. We didn't forget what, a game. What I skip? <laughs> what I skip? King, Kings and Rockets. Kings and Rockets. Oh, oh, oh that's, why, that. that's why I skipped because it didn't matter. All right. Sacramento Kings are playing the Houston Rockets. Kings are laying nine. Rockets total. The total for the game is sitting at 239 and a half. Injury report for these two teams that we have for the Houston Rockets. Garrison Matthews is questionable. Still no Kevin Porter Jr. For the Rockets, you will see Jalen Green. And for the Kings, you have Kessler Edwards, TBD, because he was traded to the team. Uh, Kings championship odds did not move at all with the addition of Kessler Edwards. That might be something you need to look at. (laughs) All right. Kings are laying nine in the second game of back-to-back meetings for these two teams. Kings won the first meeting in resounding blowout fashion, 140-120. Moonoff, I'll go over to you as the resident Rockets fan. What are you doing? Yeah, this is the fourth and final matchup between these two squads this season. Kings are averaging 138 points in the three games this season. None of those have gone to overtime. Okay. None of those have gone to overtime. Now, Silas came out after this last game, and he was visibly upset with this team about the defensive effort. Are they going to respond here tonight? I'm not sure. I am going to just continue riding this Kings team. Um Kings are nothing here for me. I, I, I'm not going to bet this game. I'm going to watch it and see how this Rockets team responds after what Silas said in the press conference after that game. But yeah, Kings are Kings are nothing. So okay, yeah. what, what are you doing here, Adam? <laughs> I mean, I'm in the same boat. The Kings beat them by 20 points, and they only gained a point in playing the exact same team two days later, the same location. But yeah, um, the fact that none of the games are going to overtime is just hilarious. I, I, I have a prop look I like. Um, I like the Sangoon assists um, because just points, points, points. Um, yep. I think that's a great look, especially how he's been over the last 10 games. But um, no, thanks. I've, I'm full. I do not, need, do not need to touch anything else on the Rockets. The one official play I do have in this game is going to be Jalen Green points. Uh, he's had 26 or more points in five straight games against the Kings. He's had uh, the three matchups this season, 27, 27, and 26. And then he's hit at least three three-pointers in um, the all the games so far this season. Last two games, he's hit five each. So if you want to get on Jalen Green over, I think he's at 22 and a half. And then his uh, three-point prop is at 20, sorry, two and a half at minus 110. Hmm. Just do it. I don't know what you're going to do. No, yeah, I'm taking the Rockets. <laughs> Everybody's on the Kings. Like, everybody and their mom is on the Kings. This is a back-to-back game set. Was it a back-to-back game set the other time? I think it was. Yeah, it, they it played was. on it was. Monday. 
Oh yeah, so they so this the okay. So what are the odds that they lose two back to back game sets against the Kings? Like, come on, like what are the odds they lose two different back to back game sets against the Kings and end up getting swept on the season? I mean, obviously the odds are really really good, but why not? I'll take the Rockets. I'm not gonna fault you if you're gonna fade the public. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a favorite public. Every, everybody's betting the Kings. Everybody's betting Kings. You tell me that the Rockets can't sneak around and this be a hundred fifty to one hundred forty five. Like very well could be. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll take the Rockets in the points. Uh, right. Totals actually come down from two forty one to two thirty nine <laughs> and a half. Sharp. I mean. <laughs> maybe that's the contrarian angle. Maybe it's not the side. Maybe it's the actually under the is a contrarian. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the Kings actually do. Game. Yeah. Maybe the Kings actually do dominate this game. It's just that they just don't score. Why? All right. I could. I could buy that a lot more. I'll take the under. And I'll just leave the Rockets alone. I'm back. I'm back on the Kings. There we go. All right. Now we're done. Oh well, you said Jalen Green. Yeah. Yeah, man, Jalen Green. He's if getting Jaylen the shots up, especially tonight. with KPJ not there. Yeah, if he had 40 tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd, I'd go Jalen Green, too. I don't think it's anything else I really want to touch, though. Maybe Shangun. That's a good – that's a good uh, – he's um, – yeah, he's hitting all three against uh, – it's what's 22 and a half is what I'm seeing. He's had it in all three. Yeah. Jalen Green's had it in all three. So, it's like – it's a good – that's a good look. Someone's got to score. All right. Let's get into our – no, wait. Did I do – I didn't do – You got a no, second I read. Yeah, I do. All right. Before we get into Lock and Dog, I got to talk to you about the big game happening on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. We have big game bingo, and you can sign up on the SGPN app and get your bingo card. Look, it has all the best prop bets, and if you get a bingo, you'll get a $57 SGPN gift card. All you have to do is subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube and the Sports Gambling Podcast on YouTube to claim your win. So make sure you do that. We also have the 57 bets challenge where we have 57 different prop bets and the winner will take home $570 cash, $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All of our contests, everything you need to find out about the contest is exclusively on the SGPN app. All righty, here we have our lock and dog adam you are the guest we will allow you to go first what is your lock and dog for this slate um my lock is wizards first half two and a half by two and a half um my dog is um is the sixers money line um but also again i like I, I think it's a really good night to play the dog money lines in a fun round robin um based on who some of these dogs are uh-huh. um uh, lock dog and what was the what was my third? Sorry, that's it. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm good. Dog. There you go. That's what I got. All that's right. my lot. Yeah. Okay. Moon off. Did the mojo? The mojo did work last time, didn't it? Mojo. Yeah, we went three and one. Yeah. All right. So all right. All right. We'll keep it. We'll keep it going. I will go with my yeah. lock, and that is. Who? Let's see here. What do I like? What do I like? What do I like? Everybody's betting San Antonio too. Yeah, I'm going with Toronto. I'm late to ten and a half. I'm laying ten and a half with Toronto back home. San Antonio sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For my dog, 
gonna go with you really have to think Utah about Utah sitting there. What? What? I have a lot of options for a dog. I have Utah. I have Dallas. I have the Pistons. Like I have a lot of options. I actually did. I, did I like almost every dog on the slate today? No, you didn't like the Dubs. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said Warriors. almost. Yeah, but like. All right, Houston. Let's... Houston bounce back, dog. That's a and Mavs. That's a, I mean. That. Okay, well, let's X the Timberwolves out because everybody knows that's a system play. I don't have to give that out as a dog. Everybody knows to play that one. Uh, man, Pacers are staring at me. Pistons are staring at me. The Mavericks are staring at me. Let's go with the let's let's go with the Pistons again because I was wrong about them last time. And if I'm if they win this one, I'll really be kicking myself that I was a game off. So I'll go with the Pistons money line again plus four seven four what's that four seventy five four twenty five whatever is that. I'll play the Pistons money line. However, yeah, that round robin money line dog does feel really good tonight. With especially the day before Pistons. trade deadline, like weird stuff happens, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so Pistons, Pacers, uh, Timberwolves, and Mavericks. I like that, especially with the bench for the bench for LA is probably going to get shaken up. Like LA has to the Clippers, excuse me, not LA. The Clippers have to do something <laughs> uh, on the trade deadline. So yeah, I, I like I like that their bench is going to show up and be really inconsistent. Okay, all right. Adam, appreciate you joining us and breaking yeah, out. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I forgot my picks. What the heck? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we did. Sorry, we, no. did. <laughs> we did. We did. You know, I tried to save you. I tried to save you, Moon Off. And so, you know, I normally go last. We were testing. That's what's throwing me passed. off. I normally go last. And so, All right. I'll make it go quick. ahead, Moon Off. What quick. are you doing, Lockett? Uh, I've been going to go with the over in that Raptors and Spurs game. Um, and then I'm trying uh, to We put... really have two. Wait, do we really have two picks in our locks on this game? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, this is a terrible game to do that. Is that not bad mode? All right, all right. I I just took the over. I know, but it's too different. Too different in this game. That's not. It's not okay. This is a bad game for us to have a lot of action on. (laughs) All right, Um, go ahead. And then I was put trying to put together a same game parlay in that uh, Warriors and the Blazers game. So give me the over. In the game, uh, give me Dante DiVincenzo's rebounds and assists over eight and a half, and then his threes over two and a half. And I'm trying to see what that's going to come out to, but it should be around like the six to one range. I'm not the same. He just did a lot. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo rebounds and assists over full game over, and then DiVincenzo over two and a half threes. Okay. And that was what, so six to one. It should be around six to one. Yeah, three about all. Uh, yeah, well, actually, all might be a little minus one ten. Yeah, all if they're all minus one ten, it should be about six to one, maybe a little more. Yeah, because his plus his rebounds and assists are plus one hundred five, but his threes are plus one forty. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So it might actually be like eight to one, honestly. Oh god. Now, Adam, thank you for joining us. Yeah, Anything man. Else Thanks you for plug having me, guys. The show. Anything Hopefully, you I can come back. Um, but this was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, man. Listen to you guys. You guys are great. 
all right um well, i don't know yeah nothing nothing to plug uh but thanks for having me wow no right. go plug. birds go birds that's what i'll plug i'll go. plug go birds on, yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, he, yeah he's he's not a real philly guy that's how you know they're gonna lose he's not even looking forward to the game all right I'm totally looking forward to that. going down i'm going down to philly i want to i want to be there to go into the street as soon as since we win this, our second oh, one in five years, we're gonna see right. we're gonna see Adam on on some poles over there on the streetlight poles. I would pay win. money. Uh, to they see grease Adam those on things up, man. Pole. I'm 40. I, I can't be climbing up poles anymore. I can't be doing that. No. <laughs> Eddie's in Eddie's in Boston, so like he's really actually gonna be frozen to the pole, like dude on the Christmas story. So. Oh, I'm I'm driving down on Friday. I'm just like my wife was like as soon as they won, I said, "Yo, can I go down and be watch? Can I watch this in Philly?" And she said, yeah, just get out of the house. Um, and she said, like, I don't want to hear you cheering for this game. So I'm going down. going to go hang with some of my buddies um, All right. and, and watch it there. Be in the belly. I'm either going to be sad with a bunch of people or be really stoked. But I think I'm going to be stoked. All right. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Drop your social media stuff so people follow you. Uh, at Hey Rosenberg across all channels. All right. Monoff, anything else for the slate before we get up out of here? No, sir. Uh, just make sure to download the app, get in all the contests for the big game, and uh, you or we'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. Yes, we will. I have nothing else. Make sure you leave reviews. If you don't leave a review, according to the review we got, if you don't leave a review, you're a coward. So yep. just <laughs> take that how you would. I wouldn't let anybody talk to me like that, but that's what the review said. They said the people that aren't really leaving reviews are cowards. So uh, maybe you should prove them wrong and leave them a review. That would be great and outstanding and appreciate all of that. He's at SportsNerd824. I'm at really real underscore underscore. And uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Do all of that stuff. We will be back tomorrow. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of really ending the podcast, but we're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball.